Welcome to the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. Each week, we chat with game changers, thought leaders, and experts to help you ignite your light and spark your power so you can go out and raise the vibration and change the world for the better. You may find us on social at wonder.life, at Wonder Health, and that is Wonder with a U. Subscribe, like, and share so we can light up this world together. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am so good. I'm so thrilled to have you back on this show today um, because we really are uncovering how to move forward in the midst of uncertainty. And so um, people can listen to your previous podcast and where we really get into what all that means, which is brilliant and amazing. But now we're going to take the next step. So like we need to take a look at micro, macro, where are we now as business folk, whether we're small to huge corporate, because this, it doesn't matter where you are, I think, in the in the food chain, because these are all practices that can be used no matter who you are or where you are in business. Or um, what what are your thoughts on that? I'm curious of a couple of things. So I have like ten questions in my head at once. So I'm only going to try to ask three. Uh, so <laughs> one question I have, you know, and it goes back to I think you've already you know sort of answered it. But what do you think are the biggest things outside of you know? the whole world changing and, and everyone's now aware of it. So back to Pema children, this whole thing's been fluxed in flux. And Michael Beckwith loves to say, everything is fluxed up <laughs> and you know, <laughs> everything has been in flux since the beginning of time. Yep. We as humans have built this construct of this, this of, of being in safety. So, you know, we, are now awakened. Everyone is a, has awakened to the fact that everything is changing and it's so disconcerting. Like, oh, oh my God. God, I thought that the earth was flat. Guess yeah. what? No, it's not. Or uh, to my knowledge, I mean, when you see it, it doesn't look <laughs> super flat. So, you know, so what, what big outside of like the whole world's changing, what big issues um, do you think companies are facing right now, like as a, as a whole, um, yeah. as we are moving out of, you know, Q4 and, and really trying to plan for Q1 next year and, you know, coming from a place of power and, and all of that. So what are you seeing? Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard not to talk about the fear. So we can talk about that in context in a second, but um, it's this, you know, revenue is dropping. Um, because the ecosystem that's feeding revenue to companies all over the world are everybody struggling because they're, you know, certainly there are businesses that are just thriving um, in this environment, but there are many that are just being instantly struck with um, no revenue streams or, yeah. or revenue streams that were strong for so many years or, or products or services that, you know, sold themselves are all of a sudden not relevant anymore. So, so I guess I would say that what I'm seeing the most is companies are trying to 
move quickly and for lack of a better term, pivot or, or find their way, find their path. But in the midst of, like you're saying, the constant change in the speed and the pace, like as much as it feels like it is a little stagnant right now, right? Not as many people are traveling. We're not having any business meetings or, or sales meetings face-to-face -face anymore. I, at least I, not that I've been a part of. We're doing everything online. So it's just an extreme adjustment to everything that we used to use to get the revenue to power our businesses. So and do you see that like because it is it, because of that do you see are you seeing that the people who are powering these companies are you know struggling to um to manage themselves in the midst of the change and then also like go and be super productive at work and 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 so what are you seeing from the people side of that from the leadership side so so really, I mean, it, so a lot of the work that I do is helping companies um, share power and, and share and shape authority differently in the company so that we're not looking at the top to have the answers and tell us what to do. We're going to a community or a network of people who all contribute to making our revenue, making our product, pleasing our customer, all the things that company needs to have thriving in order to, to do what they do in the world. So essentially it's asking and hopefully, you know, many companies have been making this transition already, but in this time that feels like a crisis, it's getting clear that the minute we acknowledge we, we are scared, we, we don't know what we're doing. This is unprecedented change and uncertainty and our customer base maybe has fallen out or, or our revenue stream has, has disappeared. Like it, this is not a time to say, I've got this and I don't need anybody. <laughs> you know, this is a time to say, hey, everyone, here's what we know to be true. And in the current condition and climate of what we're facing as a business, and we need all hands on deck, all ideas, all creativity, all innovation, so that we can make a plan. And, and by that, I use that loosely. It's not a, let's build a roadmap for the next you know, quarter. It's basically what is our cycle of experimentation so that we can make many, many small moves right now, learn from them as quickly as possible and use those to steer. Because so we're really in R&D right now, R&D and testing once 100%. you get past that. So that is so many businesses just as a marketer, so many businesses, um, and, and I think it's on the, you know, smaller side of businesses don't understand how important that is. And there's so much power in that because we get so freaked out about where's the money, which it makes sense. And the Absolutely. more people you have on board, the more responsibility you have, but this is an opportunity. Absolutely. And that reframe is probably the biggest gift that COVID and this world has brought us if we choose to see it that way. Right. So it's that, it's that piece about recognizing that like uh, Sharon Salzberg talks about this in her book, Faith. Um, so if, if you're really struggling to, to move through the uncertainty right now and fear is really predominantly like choking you, go read that book because it's a little bit about that piece between efforting and surrendering, right? There's only so much we can do 
And so we want to control what's in our control and do everything that we can that's in our power, but there's also a bit of surrender there. But understanding that when we're in fear, and, and I'll use a quote from her book, it limits our options, strangles creativity, and restricts our vision of what's possible. Say so, that again. I love this. So, so fear limits our options, strangles creativity, and restricts our vision of what's possible. So, so let's just imagine on the leadership side, if we are unwilling to be vulnerable and say, I'm out of my depths here, I, I've never dealt with this much change or however you want to phrase that. If we can't ask for help, if we can't acknowledge that that emotion or feeling of fear is there, then you know we're working at like, if you want to say 20% of our capabilities, right? To be able to steer out of this. So like, I imagine like a company getting in a room to say, you know, what's our plan and, and, and how do we steer out of this? It's first acknowledging that nobody has the answers. Like we have to create that through that R and D that experimentation and learning. So it's less about getting all your people and getting them in a room to make a plan. So now we're planning to do the work and rather we're getting in the, in a room to say, this is hard. What can we try? And what is our cycle for experimentation so that we're continually pulling ourselves out to look at the 30,000 foot view of what's working? Where can we go next? What can we try now? Given our overarching vision or purpose that is kind of our, our North Star that's guiding us. Wow. So how do you help companies move from the paralysis of fear yeah um to the place where they're not like okay well let's sit down and plan to plan to plan to plan and then don't do shit because like that's a real thing and without having all the when we were living in the illusion that everything was fine and yeah. we were just moving along how do you help people the people because people power these companies how mm -hmm. do you help people move from that place of fear and then do you, are you ever getting into like personal stuff or does it inevitably just it ends up hitting on the personal without you even having to say it because i'm so curious you know if people let you lead them to that through that fearful water well it's always personal that that um myth that we tell ourselves this isn't personal this is business bullshit we we are who we are whether we're at home or whether we're at work we just may use a different persona to show up as so that, that's part of this is understanding that we can't separate that just because we're at work doesn't mean we're not afraid. Most, most of the most courageous and bravest leaders that we have, they're always afraid. It's that they know how to use that fear, acknowledge it and not allow it to drive, not allow it to steer. We will always have struggle. We will always have challenge. It's not changing those conditions, right? It's, how we show up in it and how we learn to move through it that is what defines us not only as humans but also as companies so <clears throat> back to your question about how do i help the people get through this so this is kind of like a cycle or a pattern that i watch and and this is um this is really the practice 
So, you know, absolutely you want to move quickly right now. But a lot of times we go to speed first because we think if we're not moving fast enough, then we'll, we won't get out of this, right? Like, so, so kind of, you know, being aware of two things is one, you know, notice whether you're planning to plan or planning to meet or, you know, all of those things feel secure to us, but they're really just smoke and mirrors. So just be aware of the actions that you're naming. Are those plans or are those things that are actually things we can do today and start to learn and steer. And then the other piece of that is while you're in that, it's like, okay, how are we moving through the cycle of um, this emotion and this fear to keep that in check so that we're focusing on the work of building revenue or you know, steering our organization rather than spending all of our time doing bu the bullshit work of you know um, spending the energy to gossip and finger point and blame and and being in all of those behaviors that we use when we're in fear and uncertainty so <clears throat> just kind of walking through that cycle for somebody so an event happens so this is the trigger right so let's just imagine one of your largest revenue streams drops or shrinks tremendously, you know, um, certainly there's going to thing, there are important fiscal responsibility things that have to be faced right away. But before you get to that work, it's recognizing that you're in this stage where you need to be curious and you need to be rumbling with yourself, a, a term that Brene Brown tends to use. So knowing in this stage of, you know, this trigger, is pushing us into this part where our emotions are kicking in. So that list is long, but you know, fear, anger, frustration, anxiety, overwhelm, embarrassment, you know, shame, all, all the things that can come with, oh shit, they're gonna think I don't know what I'm doing, right? So um, th those feelings kind of kick into those stories. So, you know, they're going to think I'm incompetent. Like, I can't blow this. I can't get this wrong. They need, they need to think that I have the answers. Like, all those stories um, that then... God, that sounds like my story. I was telling myself that yesterday. And that's, like, so interesting to, like, hear that come from someone else and be like, oh, yeah. Like, need to be right. Have the answers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if, 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 it, if it comes out and it's not the answer other people want to hear, like, what that yeah. feeling is. And, like, so that's, that is a, a really interesting thing to, I mean, then, it, like, having to laugh at, like, like, trying to laugh. Let me now act like I was right there with going to the laughter. Um, but, like, going, oh, my God, I have such a big ego. <laughs> and, and the ego stops us from, you know, it, it can be, it, it's fear. And it's yeah. like, you know, I can't, I can't be wrong. But what do you do yeah. if people don't have the presence of mind? I, I mean, know. you're, and you know, you're leading them through the cycle, which is a gift, but like so many organizations don't, don't have, have someone like you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, truthfully, that's part of the initial build is that uh, we don't have these tools naturally. You can't just expect your people to be able to manage their emotions without tools. So a lot of the work that is done 
um, at the, if you will say, the beginning of their journey of, of some of this stuff is just giving them the tools to even recognize, not even manage the emotion, but even be in the state where I'm aware that I'm having an emotion happen. And because of that emotion, I'm then building the story that's driving the way that I come into the situation. So it's, you know, obviously if we don't have that support in our companies, then ultimately it's up to us to say, hey, it doesn't feel good when this is how it feels at work. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some of those tools, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of Brene's work. And so even reading her book, um, Daring Greatly, um, uh, reading Dare to Lead, um, what is it? Oh, Rising Strong is great, you know? So just, she can give you some of those tools in her book. The thing that is hard obviously is then how to take those into practice. So when we're in these moments, like, and those stories and those emotions that kick up, I mean, it happens in milliseconds. And as Brene would describe, then that, that's where the armor comes from. So it's not that our fear gets in the way, it's the armor that builds that self-protection that then says, I can't look bad, I can't blow this, I can't get this wrong. So if those are the conditions that exist in your environment, then there is no experimentation, there is no culture of learning because I can't fail. So the minute we can break that down, if you can even have that conversation, you, you know, you'll be in a much better place. But um, you know, the rest of that cycle is just understanding when I'm reacting and leading from my stories and emotions and rather when I'm responding because it's not like you're going to ever do it perfect leading through any of this stuff or anything else that you can, you can even name that you would come against at work as a leader or as a person working or building a company. It's just knowing that there, this is going to happen. The struggle is here. I'm either going to let it take me down, let it run me, cause suffering not only to myself, but damage to others and have a terrible time in the process and then not get what I need, right? Yeah. So, so knowing that cycle of, okay, I'm, I'm in this place where I'm not gonna do any good. I have to remove myself to get back to that grounded centering so that I can recognize this is taking me over. Where do I get back to that place of better seeing? You know, so to, to answer your question, if they don't have the tools yet, I mean, even just having the ability and, and doing the practice of noticing, noticing when you feel heavy in your shoulders and your chest, noticing when there's something telling you something in the pit of your stomach, noticing when your back is out, <laughs> or you, you have a headache, right? These are all signals that something in our environment is, is not in alignment. It's out of balance, right? Oh, I love this so much. So before we go, how do we create the conditions we want? So let's just say we have committed to going through this process and really, um, being in the fear and, and moving through it because, you know, as our Buddhist brethren do say is like, you can't, there ain't no way to do it, but go through it. They don't say it like that, but you got it. Yes, <laughs> um, absolutely. 
Uh, well, so if I were to give some questions, because I, I really do believe that it's not about giving people the answers because who am I to tell them what their answers are, right? Let, it, it's the curiosity and the questions that lead us to those answers. So a few things that I would say is, is one, just notice whether you have maybe some ideals or some expectations that may have been like this, as, as you're saying, this construct that you sit up. So let's say you're a founder of a small company or you know, you're running a big organization, it really doesn't matter. But what are the stories or the ideals in your head that say, this is what it looks like, this is what it has to be like, oh my gosh, it doesn't look like that now, so now we're failing and I have to get it back on track, right? A lot of those ideals are built from societal and cultural expectations that run us unconsciously. So it's, you know, back to how Carl Jung says, uh, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will drive you and, and you will call it fate. Just being aware of the things that may be running in the background and, and steering us where in this time, those things, and even before they might not have been realistic, but absolutely in this time, we have to like pull those down off the shelf and say, is this realistic? And, and where can I apply some compassion, some space, some slowing it down so that I'm not causing the suffering of, I have to hit this target, you know, the way it looks, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's a big part of it is just that construct of notice where the ideals are because that's the, that's the part that starts the suffering, right? So then it's, it's reframing then how we look at this. So instead of saying COVID has ruined us or now look, you know, we won't make our, our 2025 trajectory or whatever it was that we had in our plans, that instead of looking at it that way, it's what is this here to teach us? You know, if, if you, you know, call me idealistic, but it's like, what is the gift in this, right? So how will we move through this time in a way that makes us feel proud and like we've done everything we could and we didn't show up and abuse and damage the people in the environment around us. We chose to say, I'm scared, this is hard, I need help. How can we come together and do this together? So, I love that so much. Yeah, and, and that final question for all of that is what we talked about at the beginning is absolutely be clear on what you want with that caveat of where's the ideals and where are the, where are the unrealistic expectations, but also how might I be contributing to those conditions that I say I don't want? And oftentimes it's, I'm showing up in fear. I'm saying that it can only be this way, you know, so. Um, and focusing on what you don't want gets more of what you don't want because the universe is just energy and it can't do anything but deliver you what you focus on, you know, and yes, things happen. So I'm not saying, you know, that there's not things out, there's so much out of our control, but what you can control is yourself. And back to Carl, like, if you don't know, then it runs you. Yeah. So, and, and if we cannot change, if we cannot die to the old way, because the old way is gone, whether we want to believe it or not, the old way is gone and we have to let the old way die 
so that we can be reborn and we can pivot our business. Life is never going back to the way it was. Business is never going back to the way it was. And we are so happy for those who are succeeding. And if you do not change, if you do not die to that old way, then you, you're, you are done. Like yeah. you have to, you have to let it go so that you can be able to download and innovate so that you can be a part of the conversation still and, and, and continue to service the world. Absolutely. And, and even in that, like talking about ideals and constructs and the way we frame things, it's like endings are happening all the time. You know, if, if we look at it that way, it's, it's this cycle, right? It's what we go through. It's why we have life and death and everything in between. That's inherently the game we're playing. So instead of saying, this is dying, or this is, we're done, we're finished, like acknowledging that this is just an ending and endings bring beginnings. And then we, we get to take what we learned from that cycle of whatever ended, and we can bring that into what is growing and, and brewing here. I mean, on my, on my career traje trajectory and when I was running my own business, I mean, I, I remember how much I blamed myself and came down on myself for the, the failures and the things that didn't work in the way that I wanted them to work. And now I understand years later, those were many conditions that I didn't even control. There's so much about businesses that is serendipity and luck and connection just at the right time. So if we're continuing to perpetuate that that's that myth or that construct that here's the ideal. This is what it has to look like. We're setting ourselves up to, to feel that failure or feel as though we're always getting it wrong or maybe creating that ending, you know, self-sabotaging to that ending. So it's holding things loosely and, and, and knowing when we do have to let go over and over and over again and just, breathing. I mean, this is, this is hard, you know, and even if something doesn't go right during this time and, and God forbid people do lose something that is so important to them that they've been working so hard to build all of this time. That doesn't mean that they as a human are not worthy of all the dreams and the things and the wonderful um, things that they want in their lives. I so, love this so much Mackenzie. Yeah. This has been so amazing. I think that there's just so much great juice in here and, mm -hmm. and really um, just me as a business person, like I think that, you know, there, I can't wait to go back and, and listen more. So um, thank you for this amazing episode. And then we'll be back for more um, as we peel back the layers because this is all about the humanity and the power of the people in business and you are you are a spiritual being whether you know it or not and it's energy and this is part of this is part of our evolution this is part of the healing is to go through this this process and then rise more because the world is changing so we must change with it so we can continue to service it at these new levels that we don't even know what we're being prepared for. And, no. you know, just to your point, like you and I have both had, 
years of doing business and different levels of business and letting businesses in and letting businesses go and, and reinventing ourselves. And then maybe we're not managing people and all those sorts of things. And there's always grief and in, in, in the death process, but we could not have possibly known at whatever point in time, what we were being prepared for, for right now. And so mm. let's, let's get into what we are here to do now. And there's a lot of work to be done. And I'm just so thankful that we have you to help guide us to the next level. So Shri My Shri pleasure. sister. Thank you, boo. <laughs> this has been an episode of the Wonder Life podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. You may find us on social at wonder.life, at wonderhealth, or at wonderhealth.com. And that is wonder with a U. Stay tuned for our upcoming launch of the Wonder Wellness Academy, where you and master teachers connect to elevate your minds, bodies, and souls.